Mr. Oldman, should the government here object to your uh, speeches of anarchism, would you change them or leave the country? I will leave the country rather than deny my ideas. I prefer to stick to my gun. Welcome to the 87th episode of Egg Timer Philosophy. I'm your host, Eric Rourke, and today I'll be taking a look at Emma Goldman's views about anarchism. Goldman was one of the most important, if not the most important, advocate for anarchism in the 20th century. Her defense of anarchism as a viable and humanistic approach to life has inspired millions. And even those who ultimately reject Goldman's views about anarchism often have to admit that she made a compelling case and was an ingenious thinker and brilliant writer. To better understand Goldman's defense of anarchy, it helps to know a bit more about her as a person. She lived a very interesting life. Goldman immigrated to the U.S. from Russia in 1885. She was just 16 and escaping an arranged marriage. When she landed in Ellis Island, she had nothing but $5 and a sewing machine but she quickly found the tight-knit social community in the late 19th century cafes of New York City. It was there that she would meet many others who shared her views about socialism and anarchy. And for the next 36 years, she would become a strong public advocate for not only anarchy, but the rights of workers and against involvement, uh, particularly U.S. involvement in World War I. She would also advocate for the rights of women to use birth control and to direct their own lives. And it's important to keep in mind that this was a time in history when it was illegal for people to even talk about birth control in the United States, much less use it. She was on a number of occasions imprisoned for speaking out about such things, and she used her time in jail to read authors such as Whitman, Emerson, and Thoreau all authors she would later quote in her anarchistic writings. Goldman was also a naturalized citizen of the United States and effectively had her citizenship revoked and was deported to Russia in 1919. Federal officials, especially a young J. Edgar Hoover, had enough with Goldman's political agitation and decided that banishment was the best way to handle her. Goldman said she considered it an honor to be the first political agitator to be deported from the United States. And I want to stress again that Goldman was a United States citizen when she was deported. So Goldman was a staunch defender of anarchy and an advocate for the rights of workers and women. And she was influential enough and made people upset enough that even as a U.S. citizen, she was deported. So let's take a look at some of her ideas defending anarchism that many found to be so dangerous. In her writings, Anarchism and Other Essays, Goldman defines anarchism in the following way. Anarchism, the philosophy of a new social order on liberty, unrestricted by man-made law, the theory that all forms of government rest on violence and are therefore wrong and harmful as well as unnecessary. So right away, we see that Goldman is opposed to government because she sees government as a social force that rests upon violence and is therefore, as she puts it, wrong, harmful, and unnecessary. 
She thinks that government and other social institutions don't generally uplift people. Instead, these things keep people and human beings generally from realizing their full potential. For Goldman, there are three pillars that serve to oppress and dehumanize people. These, for her, are religion, property, and the state. All three serve to create conditions where people merely get in line and turn over their ability to think and create for themselves and others. For her, these things, these three things working in tandem serve to repress the liberty of the person and repress the soul. Goldman's critique of religion uh, in her writings are especially blistering. She sees religion as a force that directs people away from their own autonomy and creative expression and instead turn their life over to God. This element of turning life over to God for Goldman didn't uplift people. Instead, it just blinded them to their own human consciousness. And when it came to property, Goldman was just as skeptical. She writes about how people produce more than enough for everyone to have their needs met, but yet people still starve. This is because no matter how much is produced, if some use mass amounts of resources for things like luxury goods, then many people will continue to work their entire lives in horrible conditions and barely earn enough money to eat. The problems facing humanity for Goldman are structural, and they culminate in the power of the state. And this is quoting Goldman directly from, again, Anarchism and other essays. Religion, the, domin the, the dominion of the human mind. Property, the dominion of human needs. And government, the dominion of human conduct, represent the stronghold of man's enslavement and all the horrors it entails. Goldman is well aware that many people think anarchism is an unrealistic idea. That's true today, and it was true over a hundred years ago during the height of her influence. The two biggest objections that she addresses are the idea that anarchism can't work because it would lead to chaos and that anarchism promotes violence. So let's take a look at both of these objections and how Goldman responds to them. She rejects the idea that somehow anarchism is an unworkable idea doomed to failure from the get-go. Goldman is quick to point out that religion, property, and the state are merely man-made social conventions. They aren't some type of tangible laws of nature. People created them, and they can just as easily create different ways and modes of living together. Many who oppose anarchism bring up the practical point of what are we supposed to do when people do bad things or, or just lazy if we don't have things like property and the laws of government to keep us in mind. Goldman is not so concerned about these worries because owing to her Marxist roots, she doesn't really think that would apply to many people. For those like Goldman working within this Marxist intellectual tradition, people generally want to work and contribute to the good of the group. People naturally want to work in ways that express their humanity, and they want to be part of communities where people help each other and practice mutual aid. The deviations from this general tendency are not owed to human nature or badness in people, but because of hierarchical structures that pit people against each other and rob them of their cooperative drive. 
So far from thinking that anarchism would make the world a much worse place, Goldman suggests the complete opposite and says when the complete restrictions on the liberty of people are lifted and human potential fully realized, the world would actually be a much better place. Aside from anarchism often being dismissed as unworkable, the objection is also made that anarchism and violence are synonymous. And if this is the case, anarchism is an indefensible view. It's true that some people who call themselves anarchists support violence and violent revolution. But elements of people who support violence can be found within just about every social, political, and religious approach to life. You can even find people who call themselves Buddhists who engage in violence. It's odd, but you can find it. That type of thing happens within every major world religion, and the general response, which seems fair, is that such people are simply not representing the view that they claim to represent. We shouldn't be quick to dismiss an entire view because some who identify with the view use violence. Goldman herself thought that violence might result from a revolutionary change within society, but that violence was, um, not in, was not an endemic or desirable aspect of anarchism or human life generally. For her part, she was dismayed that defenders of the state or government would claim that anarchism was a violent alternative given the state's own role in mass violence. She would point to an example like World War I and effectively challenge people to really think about how and if anarchism would be any more violent than the statist status quo. It's an open question whether a world without states or government would be more violent than the world we have with states and government. But there's no doubt that state-sanctioned violence in the 20th century has led to the deaths and suffering of tens of millions of people. That we know for sure. Emma Goldman's ideas are provocative and controversial. She spent her life making a case for a view that many consider to be a non-starter, and that's no easy path. That she was able to travel this path and influence so many people in the process makes her one of the most important political theorists and activists of the 20th century. The clarity and relevance of her ideas is no less important today than they were when she began to develop them in the cafes of New York 140 years ago. Until next time on Eggtimer Philosophy, wishing you good philosophical vibes.